This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Schlomowitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with English composer James Weeks about his piece, Summer. The recording of Summer that you'll hear at the end of the episode comes from a profile CD of James's work, which was released by Explore Ensemble, an excellent London-based new music group. The CD was released in 2021 on Another Tambra. In this episode, James speaks about how the ideas came for the piece, the evocation of the title, and the type of listening he hopes that the piece engenders. I'm James Weeks. I was born in the north of England in Blackburn, and I still live in the north of England, though I've uh, come via the south at various times. I'm a composer and also a conductor, and I run Audi Vocal Ensemble. So the track we're going to talk about is a piece called Summer, which is taken from an album called Summer, which has five recent chamber music pieces, uh, and it was released on another timbre last year. The instrumentation of the piece is flute, clarinet, viola, cello, piano, suspended cymbal, and electronic sound. And I started the piece really from the two chords which pervade the piece all the way through in the piano. Um, And I was just playing them um, over and over again one day, as you do on the piano. And uh, eventually I realised that I wanted to to turn this experience of just playing over and over again into um, an ensemble piece and and sort of flesh it out. And that's, that's how the piece happened. The two chords are a kind of conglomeration of D minor and G major um, intertwined with each other. So uh, the first chord is a D minor in the right hand of the piano, and then the second chord is a G major. But underneath, you've got you've got bits of the other chord in the left hand. So um, there's a certain sort of tonal ambiguity which is never never resolved between those two chords they're really really simple chords obviously they're just they're just you know piano white notes very modal um and uh, i wanted to as it were sort of get in amongst them and um explore um adjacent sounds timbres um very very close microtonal harmonies around them so um although they're present through the whole piece the actual sound of the music is is rather more complicated exactly remember the steps I I took in writing the piece but um, I suppose one of the things I must have done next was explored uh, different tunings of um, these these chords so I knew that I wanted the piano but also a kind of um, microtonal piano or sine tone keyboard um, playing along with it um, so that the piano would seem to sort of drift in and out of tune with the um, uh, with, with its sort of counterpart, its sine tone counterpart. And um, uh, as far as uh, I remember, I derived um, various different 
um, sort of shadings, if you like, um, distantly related to some kind of just intonation um, organization, but I can't really remember precisely how. Um, essentially, the chord drifts up and it drifts down, and it drifts up one note at a time, so so that the chord just gradually gets more and more out of tune. Um, and so, in each of the three sort of sections of the of the piece, um, the the keyboard, or in this case, the electronic sound, is tuned to different tunings, um, and it and it explores them differently each time. Then the other instruments, I mean, really, the piece is like super simple. Um, the other instruments just uh, sort of extend notes, um, usually at the same pitch as the piano, but sometimes an octave higher. So uh, maybe with a harmonic or something like that. And they also are allowed to drift in and out of tune with the piano. So that there's this, that there are kind of different levels of, of in tuneness. There's the, there's the piano, which is fixed. Um, there's the um, electronic sound, which is moving in in very um, particular microtonal waves, um, ways, and then there's the the other instruments, which are which are drifting um, in and out of tune in a much more informal kind of way. Uh, and then uh, about halfway through, uh, a slightly different thing begins to happen, which is that the strings begin to. Um, have these upward moving glissandi again incredibly quiet um so uh that's just you know a sort of a further moving through the whole pitch space of the of the chords from the the, the bottom note to the top note each time um and then the final element is the is the suspended symbol um which literally couldn't be simpler it just starts it has a little bit of time off i think in the middle and then it starts again um, and it just runs all the way through, just playing this very, very, very quiet role. Um, so, I mean, that that hasn't got any more sort of musical shaping in than that, really. It's called Summer, and, and that's, in a way, quite a naive kind of title, because uh, if you listen to it knowing that it's called Summer, then it's going to sound quite summery. And the obviously the, the suspended symbol is going to sound like um, cicadas or, or grass or something like that, or wind in wind in the trees or something like that. Um, and the whole kind of drifting, um, um, but nevertheless kind of stasis of, of, of the of the texture and the whole way the piece moves um, is is like almost sort of literally onomatopoeic of, of summeriness. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel very comfortable in doing that. It, it, it's almost as if um, that's so obvious that um, that it almost doesn't need need stating. I think what I was really interested in in doing that though is um, is kind of getting it out of the way and being allowed to explore. So I wrote this piece in 2016 without any real um, performance in mind. And I was lucky that uh, I was then in contact with Explore Ensemble um, and Nick Moros, who runs it. And um, they were they were keen to uh, make a recording of, of this and other pieces. So 
Uh, it's Explore Ensemble. It's a wonderful uh, group of, of young chamber musicians based in London. Um, so I'm very lucky to have had them um, record it. And we did it uh, in, in, in between lockdowns uh, at the end of, what would it have been, 2020, um, in a church in London. Um, and it was recorded um, uh, by Simon Raynell of Another Tambra. And Simon's approach is always to, well, essentially to sort of close mic everything. Um, and But of course, we, we used a bit of the, the church sonority as well in, in the recording. Um, and yeah, we, we talked a lot about um, uh, uh, the balance of instruments in it. I wanted the piano to be um, sort of front and centre um, so that everything else was sort of emanating from that. And uh, I remember it took a, a while to find the balance that I was that I was interested in getting um, with the uh, a symbol as quiet as possible, of course, in, uh, as a sort of that sort of background sonority and everything else um, on the point of clarity, but actually sort of slightly submerged in the sound image. Um, so that um, there's a sort of inbuilt mysterious quality to the whole thing where you don't really quite always know what you're hearing or where it's coming from. Um, a, a deliberate haziness, if you like, to the to the sound quality. This is one of quite a few pieces I've been writing recently where what I try to do is to create a sort of sound environment and then invite the listener in to um, explore it almost at their leisure. So very little changes, very little happens in the course of the piece. And after a few minutes, you know that if anything does happen, uh, you'll hear it. And the rest of the time, you can just be sure that everything will just continue and you can just wander around um in among the textures in among the instruments um and just explore the interplay of of the different things going on um at your leisure um and for me that that freedom is um what provides endless fascination to me as as a composer at the moment and something i'm really trying to get at in recent pieces mm -hmm. 